All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Barn Burner Podcast. Ryan Pinder alongside Rhett Warner and uh, Black Square. We have a Black Square. That means no boomer today. He's been Black Squared, Rhett. How are you? He should be suspended. I think he, he is suspended. should have the Black Square. Yes, that's he right. He should have the Black Square. When we need it, it's just black. Throw it up there. Cover him up. Now, we, uh, we checked in with you yesterday from Buffalo. Happy Thanksgiving to you yesterday. You missed a lot of the show. We had Rob Kerr in studio, which was a ton of fun. Uh, I kind of got the, hey, a Kerr might drop by maybe. And then it was like, oh my God, that's 45 minutes of Kerr where <laughs> he could have gone all day. You, you, you can just hand it off to Kerr. It right? was a bit of a handoff. So we, we, we didn't have any yeah. games in the NHL last night, but we still got lots to talk about from Wednesday in the Pinder Report. Uh, we bets of the day as well as uh, we got to get our NFL picks in for the weekend. Uh, but before anything, welcome to the Tower Chrysler Dodge Studios here in Marta Loop Retro. Uh, you're missing out here. I tell you, if you're in town, you'd be seeing the Nation truck and the Nation Jeep rolling all around. And I want to ask uh, listeners, hey, if you see the trucks, take a photo. Hashtag Nation Truck, hashtag Nation Jeep. And uh, yeah, we'll be able to see where you're spotting us around town. I've, I've got a kid hockey tournament this weekend, so it'll be parked at the uh, Flames Community Arena for most of the weekend. So that, that's what I'm looking at. But let's get to your yesterday. How was uh, the hangover? How was the food? And how was uh, Turkey Day in the USA yesterday? Turkey Day was excellent. You got a slight glimpse, anyone that was watching on the YouTubes. So that was, I don't know if that was good or bad or, or ugly. Probably all of the above. 
Uh, I just put on the on the in the chat there. Easily eight thousand calories yesterday. It was an eight thousand calorie day. So what's a normal day for a normal human? Like two or like am I off? I don't know even what that means. I think I think two is kind of what you'd like. Most of us are probably over that twenty five hundred. But I tripled it for sure. Three or four days worth of food in one in one sitting. Oh yeah. What when you played? You would have been a furnace, like you. And I know you, you like metabolism for pro athletes is totally different because you're, you know, huge workouts every single day, if not a couple. Uh, are you? Would you, would that be like eight thousand? Would it be a game day when in your prime in terms of how much you could eat, or is it still more than that? So, eight has never been a problem. Uh, <laughs> funny story: we're in Buffalo, and Doug McKenney's our trainer, and I'm injured. And he's trying to say, I want you on a 1,800 calorie a day oh. diet while training to get back in shape to play in the NHL. So we're talking, I'm, I'm skating, I'm biking on those stupid Airdyne bikes, which just kill you. And then I'm doing workouts and physio and 1,800 calories. Like that's a, that's a Big Mac. Right. So anyway, he's got the little gadget where you go, if you wake up in the morning and you just stick it in your mouth and you breathe into it for like five or 10 minutes and your basal metabolic rate or something like that. So basically what you would burn if you sat on the couch and didn't move all day. Yep. And I was at 3,500. So he's giving you half of what he's blowing away. He's like, no way. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's like, no way that can't be right. I'm like, it's your machine. And you're trying to kill me 1,800 calories. Get out of here. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah I used to 8,000 easy. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. I think, like, probably honestly, that's many. probably one of the biggest adjustments for guys when they retire is, like, you can't just go eat the same meals. You're not the furnace you used to be. Like, and sometimes you see those guys blow up a bit and wait the first three or four years after they retire because it's like, whoa, I got to figure this out. This is not working anymore. Yeah, guys are better now. Brendan Morrison and Sandy. There's a lot of guys that do a better job of taking care of themselves. Some of us older, old school fellas, we yeah, we struggle with the, the fluctuation. Uh, all right, so it's a Flames game day today. Was, Go ahead. Well, it's is a game on yet? Is it, no, is at noon. So we're it's like we're live on YouTube here from uh, the, the Tower Studios, and literally we'll end the show, and within 20 minutes the puck will be dropped in Washington. It is game five of the six-game road trip. It is the first of a back-to-back that closes the road trip. Uh, noon today, 2 p.m. Carolina tomorrow. There's no morning skates. It's play, play, go away, and they're back home for the Kachuk Bowl on Tuesday. The, the, thus far on the road trip, Flames 2-1-1. One, and one. Not bad. That's five of a possible eight points uh, to this point. And Washington really, really dinged up, also struggling. Those two things probably related uh, just looking at significant players hurt for them. Uh, Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Connor Brown, uh, Haglin's hurt. Dmitry Orlov on the back end is out. And so you've got Strom centering a line with Shiri and Ovechkin. That's not what you're used to in Washington. Now, they still got some weapons. It's uh, a team in the NHL, which means you don't get any points for showing up. you got to actually work. But this is not the, the caps we were used to seeing over the last uh, half decade or decade here. It feels like a team you better go out and beat because if you don't, you probably feel like you give one away. 
And you got Carolina tomorrow, and that's a team that, that does play with structure that is expected to be at the top of the standings. I mean, it seems like them or Jersey in the Metro. It's just those are the two best teams, we think, at this juncture. To, and the, the standings reflect that. Certainly, New Jersey's a bit of a surprise. No one would be surprised if you said Carolina's going to win that division ahead of the season. and be like, yeah, it sort of feels about right. Uh, so get these points here if you can, and all of a sudden you're in a spot yeah. to have a really good road trip. If you win today, now that's, that's not granted at all, but if you did you'd have seven points on the road trip. That's uh, That'd be pretty tidy with a game left. And if you came home 3-2-1, and one, it wouldn't be, you know, a Picasso, but you'd take that. Over 500, if they get a point today, they guarantee at least a mark of 500 on the roadie. But aim higher, boys. You got a chance here to, to make this a really good trip. And remember, the context of the trip was they had a seven-game losing skid before that two games they won at home and then came out. So it was... To, to stabilize and start looking more like a setter team's yep. got to be a priority at this point. Well, and, and all those things that we needed to happen have seemed to start it. The uh, secondary scoring, Huberto's on the, getting on the on the score sheet. Markstrom made a big save at the end of one game. So hopefully, and, and you're right, win today because yeah. Caroline is no uh, <laughs> not going to be easy. But if you you come back three two and one, you'd be happy enough with that. Yeah, for sure. So take care of business in two games in two days, two afternooners. A little unusual here. We got World Cup going on. We got hockey going on, and they're, they're playing afternoon. I know that's Saturday. the. Uh, it, is it England USA? This yes, that'd be a big one in your neck of the woods. What's how's the uh, the level? Has has Buffalo been overcome with World Cup fever, or is it uh, maybe just a a small outbreak? The the nerd cousins yesterday were all talking about it. They showed me some bicycle goal yesterday. Yeah, the Brazilian yeah. Bills game. But yeah, yeah. So lots of people. There's a couple of the net, the cousins had it on their phone. They were watching while the Bills game was on the big screen. So they're into it. I don't know. I think it would be big down here. I think they're pretty critical of their squad. I think yeah. is the bit, what I've noticed. Yeah, they haven't maybe performed like the Americans would like. So. It's probably not a lot of sports that USA participates in where it's like, yeah, we're probably about 15th to 20th in the world. It's not really what Americans are used yeah, no, to, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, we're number one. Right. We're yeah. number one is, yeah, kind of. A- That'll be a good one. England, uh, obviously the huge name brand uh, international country. A lot of people grew up cheering for them or whatever. Everyone has family. That you know, England always gets lots of eyeballs uh, in North America and uh, the Americans, what, after a draw with Wales. So we'll see. That's uh, this afternoon. As well, um, tell me about yesterday, food, football, and your bills. I mean, it's not pretty, it's not easy, but but they have strung some wins together here. You know, I, you're sitting with a bunch of Buffalonians yesterday, and it was actually quite amazing from, let's call it a month ago, yep. when there was a lot of swagger, a lot of confidence, a lot of, yeah, we're the best. And I'm talking from the general public, the general fans. So yesterday you're sitting with relatives who are all Bills fans, and it had turned from, yeah, we're really good, what a great team, to, yeah, they're the Bills, they'll screw it up, they're, we're doing it again, It's they're going to break our hearts. The confidence level went from, yeah, as high as I've ever seen it to write back to that's the bills and we're Buffalo and S is going to happen to us. And Alan's going to throw an interception and, you know, we're <laughs> right. It's like Whoa. your soliloquy. And then I was like, from that loss to the Vikings, when you were driving home, probably in the bag, 
missing the end of a game where they cough it up, uh, then tie it up, and then lose in overtime. Uh, like that, that, that was that. I feel like you summed it up perfectly, and it's it's why I think it's so hard in the NFL, especially to be like, hey, who's going to win the Super Bowl at Week Six? Because you're like, well. People are going to get really hurt. Like, Von Miller's hurt for the Bills. He left yesterday's game. Yeah. They don't know. Like, is he done for the year? Is it weeks? Will he be ready for the playoffs? You know, Josh Allen with a healthy arm, I think this team looks a lot different. There was a lot of throws that they were talking about missing low, and that's part of playing through this issue that he's got. And that was the thing I when I sat back and thought about the game, and I'm no NFL expert, but those – that's a gutsy win, actually, as opposed to a sloppy man. You guys should, you know, Detroit's playing better. Yep. Last week, you have the snowstorm. You have to change gears completely. You lose practice days. It's an S show. Like, yep. It's it's a disaster. You come home for a couple days, play on a short week. It's Thanksgiving. You got guys injured left and right all over the team, like big yep. players, important pieces. And you still got out a win as a, you know, you really should think this is a glass half full situation. Now you got 10 days for guys to hopefully heal up. Who knows how serious some of the injuries are, but if they are healthy, there's, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. And I think when we like, it's totally that, like I remember two weeks ago, they had that loss and you're like, they're in a three-way tie with Miami and the jets. Like what the hell's happening here? And I get that, but it's probably best that they're going through this now. I don't know exactly what's up with Allen in terms of when he's expected to be 100 or if that's this year, but you'd think he's probably in a better spot to start the playoffs than he is right now, and they're still winning while they're having these issues of, you know, the second half's haven't been good. The turnovers have been a little too plentiful from the quarterback. It feels like a good time to be going through this if you have to, and it's the NFL. It seems like every team has a little mini dip like this. Philly just lost to, what, Washington and barely yeah. got a win last week? Like, they were 8-0, and everyone's like, they're going to have a perfect season. No, of course they aren't. It's the NFL. No, and it's it is a tough and I, I even the play calling for the Bills when it got desperate, like they hadn't run Allen on a designed run mm-hmm. for weeks. Probably and for the they better. Knew right? Yeah. We, for the better. They're trying to protect him and that's good. But they're like, We can't we can't well, they couldn't generate anything off the rush anyway. So they're like, let's have some they put him at risk because they knew they needed to win that game. Yeah. Yep. They put them at risk because they knew they needed the game, and they said, we got to win this, and they'll get 10 days to heal up. The important thing is win. Because if we lose that game, oh, boy, yeah. now the the screws are really tight. So uh, real quick. Hey, was, <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't. One thing you can't with the Bills, you can't turn the TV off. No, no, that's true. Like early in the years, like, they're blowing teams out. Now it's like, holy, <laughs> you got to. Watch till the end. Yeah. Uh, it's New England next Thursday. That's who they have. So it's a Thursday. They're the Thursday game, which is actually a rare, looking oh, like a good a Thursday game. But then they'll have 10 days. It feels like if you can gut out one more, whether it's pretty or ugly, then you got a window. It's like a mini buy almost to, to not play for 10 days ahead, to, ahead of this home stretch um, coming in. They should win that division. Miami obviously is going to have something to say with that. Uh, enough about the football, though. How, tell us about Nona's cooking. What were the hits? What were the misses? Walk us through the power rankings of, uh, of the Thanksgiving grub yesterday. I mean, we, we flashed the, the Bonton logo earlier. Bonton saved the snows Thanksgiving here in Calgary. But uh, what saved Nona's Thanksgiving? What was top of the, top of the I charts? I wonder if Greg, you know, I was thinking about it after I told that story about the hot tub. I wonder if, because I know Greg sits into the hot tub every morning. I wonder <laughs> maybe he just tossed it. <laughs> 
too, baby. That's a secret. I don't think that's how he does things there. I mean, you could, you could swing no, by up no. in Crowfoot there uh, since 1921. I don't know they've been using hot tubs to, to thaw turkeys. I feel like that, that was you turkeys hammered for three days. Well, if you ever need to, Greg, you can use it. So the winners was, I think the winner yesterday was uh, uh, my gravy. Really? I made the gravy and it was phenomenal. So how much gravy? You said you had 30, 40 people? Like that's a vat. Like, well, it was about the size of that. It was massive. I got, there's a lot of gravy. There's a lot of gravy. (laughs) All right. So the gravy's a winner. See, yeah. I love the food, but like the the, the linguine was excellent too. The linguine, homemade linguine noodles, mm, it's really good, really good. Turkey was, turkey was turkey. It yeah, was it's turkey here nor there. The one thing that this uh, this family fails in is their stuffing. Mm. There's only a couple people that eat it. It's not something they. It's not a big, and I think actually Nona makes it specifically just because she knows I like it. Okay. But they don't put a lot of effort into it. Now, yeah. solid, it's good. But there's, a, I love uh, to me stuffing is as is, is important as gravy and the rest of it. Like, I put a lot of effort into it. So next year or even at Christmas, I think I'm going to have to take over the stuffing. Okay, average. Uh, it was average. And I feel like stuffing is one of those where it's you can't just half-ass the stuffing. And it could be the it's, it's if it's done well, it's the best part of Thanksgiving. But it's also if it's done shabbily, yeah. you want no part of it. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know what? I'm getting old. It's giving me heartburn. Uh, it's, I don't know what it is. Every time I have the stuffing, bread maybe. So uh, we here Last in town, night. we stopped by the uh, the Turkey Bowl at Cowboys. Our buddy Colin from Iconic, oh. who we know from the good old days, it's uh, got that event back up and running. They raised a ton of dough for Kids Sport Calgary again, and we had the the Wolverine, even uh, Mister Molberg, boom boom, uh, made an appearance in public, which is it's new Dean. He was uh, people are like, oh, this is I, you know, he's out again. Hey, look at this. I, I saw you guys were texting. I'm like, what are those guys up to? They're going somewhere? What is this? Mm-hmm. So we, we caught a bunch of the, the first two games, and then the, the Wolverine and uh, his better half are in town snooping around. She's in town, so we uh, had to show them around a little bit. So, you know how it goes. Stop here, stop so there. Here, I got a question. A little foggy so this morning. With, with, or yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's nice to get to sleep in now. So with the boom boom, you know how he gets really pissy when you take a day off or I take a day off. Gets cranky, yep. Talks about the walking sticks. Like, can we, is it, can you give it back to him or is it? I'm just happy he's got a little time. Honestly, I feel like. uh, But that's just it. You and I were like, yeah, take a day off. That's right. Good for you. Way to go. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're going to do 200 of these a year. So if he's gone for a couple, that's probably good for him. And people can survive that. We'll be okay. And uh, you've always said, like, look. Four-day work week. This is, uh, you know, less sometimes could be more. If you're in a better mood only working four days, maybe that's the move, huh? I think it's brilliant. It's, it's uh, coming. School, all the above. It, honestly, like today, PE day for the kids. They've had two full weeks all year. That's it. There's always been a holiday. All year? Or, all year. Two full weeks. Two five-day school weeks. Like, we're almost in December. We've had, lots off, we've had lots off lately, but yeah. not as much as we did in Canada. 
So I hope everyone had a great American Thanksgiving. While we're on the topic, just a reminder, Bonton Meat Markets opened in 1921, and it's still treating customers like family way up in the Northwest, uh, 28 Crowfoot Circle. What do they do? Well, it's the best AAA Alberta beef, free-range poultry, grain-fed Alberta lamb, milk-fed veal, and fresh Alberta pork. Bonton always seemingly voted Calgary's Consumer Choice Award winner for the best deli and meat market. Check them out. Their website, bontonmeatmarket.com. Uh, why don't we do some Pinder Report retro? We, we had zero games in the NHL, but we're, we actually will hit the quarter pole of the NHL this season. I think Monday I'm going to cook up some, uh, can you believe it? This team is sort of here. This player is doing that. Or is this guy going to cool off? We'll sort of hit some of the, uh, I guess, benchmark performances at the one third or the one quarter pole of the season. Pinder Report is for Village Honda. Uh, they're giving away two million bucks to buy vehicles. How about that? They've allocated two million dollars to buy cars. Even if you don't buy one of theirs, they'll still buy yours. Uh, but it's only the two million bucks. So get get some of that uh, for yourself before it's gone. Uh, Village Honda proudly serving Calgary and area for over thirty years. Your one stop automotive destination in Calgary. Visit them today in the Northwest Auto Mall, or just check them out at villagehonda.com. We had that uh, QR code as well that you can just. There you go, off to the website. There it is. Uh, okay, we'll start with a quick uh, note on the Calgary Flames. It is game day, as we talked about, in Washington. If you're listening, and this is like on Apple or Spotify or Amazon or wherever you listen to your podcast, you might know the result. The game may indeed be over, but here live on YouTube, uh, we're less than an hour, well, probably an hour from puck drop here. Uh, Washington will flash the lines really quickly. They have not been healthy nor that good this year. And uh, there's a few familiar names in there that you're like, yeah, okay, they're still good. But this, this certainly isn't uh, a wrecking ball. The standings would reflect that as well. As for the Flames, I wouldn't expect any change with the lines. They've kind of settled. I like that Kadri, Manjapani, Dubé trio back together. Uh, Huberto is sort of, whether it's the best spot for him or not, he's finding success with Backlund and Coleman. And Ruzicka up top with uh, Lindholm and to Foley, it's gone a little cooler of late, but really impressive start to this road trip. And I, I don't expect much change there. Your fourth liners are your fourth liners. That's Lucic, uh, Rooney now, uh, and Lewis, because Richie's dinged up. Way better that way. Yeah. You. You're right. Like we, are, we argued about it a little bit earlier this week, or maybe even last week, whether Huberdeau has to play with Lindholm or this. It, it, I think it was less about that and more about put your best three lines together. Yeah, make or, three lines. Or yeah. three solid lines. Yeah. Take your top nine forwards and play them together. Yeah. And have a fourth line. And to be fair, Ruzichka's played his way into that top nine, so it doesn't necessarily feel yeah. as short as it did uh, out of the gates when he was a healthy scratch for, what, nine of the first ten games, I believe. Uh, so that's at noon. Yeah. Game tomorrow is two against Carolina. That's, uh, that's four Sabres time, I believe, Rhett. So uh, hopefully you, you can catch a piece of that one. Let's get to uh, some of the action from around the league. We had trades, a couple trades two Wednesday or two days ago. Wednesday was 15 games, two trades as well. Uh, I don't know if you've, you've seen what's happened to the Leafs blue line. Completely ravaged by injury. Muzzin out, Brody out, and now Morgan Riley out. So they go and find, uh, we're going to bring in a defenseman. What is it? Connor Timmons comes in from Arizona. He was added in the Darcy Kemper swap by the Coyotes a year prior to, uh, you know, Kemper lifting the cup with the Colorado Avalanche, who the Flames will actually see tonight, Kemper. Uh, here's the problem they had with Timmons. They couldn't get him ice time. They knew he wouldn't clear waivers. And uh, yeah, so that now he joins the Leafs blue line, which that, that'll help, I guess. We'll see 
he was a very highly touted guy. I don't know that he's that anymore, but uh, they need bodies in a bad way. So that's one trade. And uh, the other one, toughest guy in the league, Rhett. Who is it? Who's the guy you wouldn't want to scrap that uh, hands down would just mop the floor with you? Aside from the big Luch? Aside from the big Luch. Luchador has to. He's got to be. Luch should be up there. The Deloria guy fights a ton. Reeves. Wasn't there a big. Okay. Look at this. Ryan Reeves sent to Minnesota. This is his Instagram photo. That's, I believe, Marcus Felino, who kind of got some Rhett Warner yeah. vibes there with that hair flying. And he said, I might delete this um, now that it's his teammate there that he's laying a licking on. The Wild go get to arguably the toughest guy in the league. Any thoughts on that? I like Reeves. I like Reeves because when Reeves played in Vegas, he beat the Winnipeg Jets himself. And then, where was he the next year? Was he still? He went anyway, to the Rangers he after that. A, but yeah. Yeah, he didn't have, well, he got dummied by Subban there, didn't he? Get wiped out by PK and hit his head or something, a cheap shot. I remember I'm sure that. that's what happened in New York. But he was very effective in the playoffs for a few years and actually like a, in a fourth-line role yep. where they dumped the puck in and the, the, the other team was just, totally frightened about getting railroaded and run over it's you're not confused at what type of player he is and you know what things he's good at he's 100 percent all player for hits like no one runs into bodies at a higher rate than reeves in the league uh and minnesota had a guy kind of like this and nick deloria they lost in free agency uh after picking him up from anaheim at the deadline he went to philly and so they've got another tough guy that runs into people we'll see if the wild uh if they like that other uh items oh, of note oh. did Sorry, go ahead. Wait, also, also, I'm not big on the Twitter and I don't follow, but I have noticed he does a good job on the Twitter. He's very, very Reeves. witty. Yes, he's a funny dude. There's, yeah. uh, I think when he was in Vegas, too, they had a bunch of little shorts with him and yeah. Marc-Andre Fleury goofing around. Not, no one's there anymore. It's all the all the first-year guys are gone. Um, what did I, I had something else for? Okay, Wednesday, have you ever seen three disallowed goals in the same game? New Jersey Devil fans, the, the the pissiest day of the year in the USA, trying to get hammered on a Wednesday, watch their team stretch their uh, winning streak to a franchise record 14, and the officials and the rules kind of got in the way. Let's have a watch as they hosted Toronto. 13 wins in a row already. That ties the Devil's mark. They wanted 14. And have a listen. It's uh, The fans are beside themselves. This is the third time in the game, Rhett, that a goal's gone under review. The first two disallowed. And we'll listen in to see how this one goes. Is the stripes were not popular in Jersey? Right now, let's have a look at our night's work from the video. So this is the recap from earlier in the day. Here's the very first one. Is Skates barely touched with the goalie. No goal. Murray cut off a bit, sells it. Puck goes in. No goal. And then this is the one. It's a kick, and it. And they're just past here. <laughs> Watch the ice. It's going to get ugly here. Oh, no. <laughs> People are throwing full beers, and now it's on. It's Thanksgiving. We're pissed. When you win 13 in a row, there's probably some new hockey fans there, Rhett. Look at this. Lindy Ruff got... 
We were playing in Philly one playoffs, and Lindy Ruff got dinged by a beer can. Cut him open like, oh. Oh, my goodness. Who's this? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. So there's people throwing beers on the ice, and here's uh, a very happy, well-rested-looking uh, Dean Boomer Molberg. Hi, Dean. I heard you bad-mouthing me, you pricks. I mean... It's the it's the internet, hey. It's not like if I'm out of town, I don't find out about things. Hey, boom, they're 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 pit shit talking you, real nice. I'm all gone. What time is it? I've been gone for what thirty minutes. That's how long it takes. About thirty minutes. Nice, yeah. you, you Aren't you on va- You're on vacation. You shouldn't be paying attention to your phone. We were just saying. Well, you you earned a vacation. So take it. You better shape. Save the save the show because Pinder's drunk and hung over and no good and. It's low energy. No one's having fun. There's no laughs. So pick it up, you guys. Figure it out, all right? How's your vacation going, bud? Can, can, I, can, can I not take a day off and the Please. show doesn't go right to hell? You like, can go on. off. Jesus. Take it off. All right. Figure it out. What's going on? I'm trying to I'll figure drop, out where you are. He's at the hotel or the airport, excuse me, Don't for worry sure. About it. I'm going to Buffalo. I'm going to Buffalo. I'm coming to see you. I want to see the... Uh, I want to see the cabbage rolls on the uh, on the back back burner. <laughs> How drunk were you last night? How drunk were you last night? You're talking to Rhett, right? I'm talking to you. Me? Oh, we put a good shift in. Yeah, I mean the Wolverine. I left, left Cowboys. Yeah, I left Cowboys, and then all I see is texts and that from uh, the Wolverine. It's like, oh yeah, we're we're downtown, baby. Woo! It's like, oh yeah, this is how this goes. Yeah, the there was and Pinder local on, on Stephen Ave, and then it was we went to a brewery, and then we had to go to that oh, wine yeah. bar place after that. Oh yeah, good shift. Wolverine's you know, you not don't afraid need to do that every time you go out. You don't need to hit like nine establishments every time you go out or you host somebody. I was hoping for five, we four, so we'll have to settle with four. It worked today, right? You should have been out getting a, pissed. For Come a on, Vietnamese sub didn't do the sub. I had stuff to do. I got you know what? I got kids and stuff. I got to take care of. Are Maybe you taking your kids this weekend parents? or what? Husband, no chance. No <laughs> chance. No, they can stay at home. <laughs> yeah, to hell with them. So, uh, how was your Thanksgiving there, uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy? Eight thousand calories. Yeah. So, so Pinder's booze hung over and your food hung over. It's a show for the ages. Yeah, I made a plate. I made a plate of uh, of leftovers at about eleven thirty last night, and it was it was like a gravy soup with stuffing and turkey and mashed, and it was. I could go do it again though. It was delicious. It's addicting. We've we've talked about this in the past. I think the second the second go round, either the late night or the next day, might be better than the first prepared meal if you got yeah. those good buns the, the turkey and gravy that's a move right oh. you know what else i've discovered down here fellas i don't do the regular buns hardly anymore i mean for with, with the turkey and the stuff is okay brioche yeah i'm i'm all brioche now i'm fancy you're bougie yeah, yeah. it's you're very it's fancy. a difference maker that thing i didn't yep. mention either was i at the, at the italian uh, dinners that you take different plates right there's 12 different servings so I, I had to have a plate of pasta and then meat and then turkey and stuffing and the whole i went through four plates it was Oof. awesome that's so good it's and so i didn't good. mention to pinder you know, I, but i'll men- i'll mention to you while you're listening i may have had to leave the the uh, house and uh, make a run for it take a shit 
I had to make a run. I had to go home just quickly, grab a, I had to grab a pair of socks and uh, return. It was uh, emergency. Yeah. Socks. Yeah. You know, I saw this thing online the other day. I want to, we we should go like on Instagram. We'll do this. It's like for some of the leftovers, you take some Turkey mashed stuffing, gravy, some of that, and you kind of mash it together and you cook it like a crab cake. Oh yeah. And then put the gravy on top of that thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty That's good. Enough. Be pretty good. <sighs> All right. Where are you going? How much time you got left? Do you want to tell us you where you're going? Get it to 11:45. We got to Oilers s- Nation on the way. Oilers suck. Can you at least get to the? Sarich is showing up in 10 minutes. Losers. We're killing time till Sarich. He's going to save the show. We're yeah, dead. Apparently, Sarich is so so busy. You can't get here till 11. I guess. I mean, he's got a lot on the go. I tried to get him. Yeah. I tried to get him for yesterday so that you could have the day off or the day before, but he was too busy. He's got all this going on. So now he's coming in. By the time he gets there, he'll be on for, what, eight minutes? No, no, we're good. We got half an hour with Corey. We'll be fine. That's good booking. Have fun. such an asshole, too, right? Like, I don't know why you'd bring that guy in there. Looks like you're decompressed already, Dean. Happy Uh, vacation. I feel good. All right. You guys suck. See ya, buddy. Doesn't want to tell us where he's going. He's always, it's all very mysterious. You got to shut it off. Boom. Yeah. Get him on. Oh, jeez. Come on. Like Is that the right finger? Oh, jeez. All right. So anyway, the Devils fans are kind of, we're in boomer's mood, throwing stuff on the ice. No good at all. Their winning streak snapped at uh, 13. Also, we knew the Blues and, Bru- and Bruins were streaking. Their winning streaks at seven were snapped. And uh, you'll, like, you'll like this. The Anaheim Ducks finally did something they hadn't done all year, Rhett. Game number 20. Do you have any guesses what it was? Won a game in regulation because you guys told me the other day they hadn't done that. The Ducks won in regulation. Isn't that exciting? Just uh, the quarter pole of the year, just in time for their first win of the year. How about that? Oof. Well, I got to say, who went there to GM Verbeek? Yep, Patty Verbeek. Got your work cut out for you, Patty. That's a nice way to start things. There's no, like, if you can get away with going one regulation win in your first 20 like you've got a the, the expectations are clearly not too high you've got a lot of runway how would you like zegris and uh, bedard playing together that seems like a very real possibility all of a sudden <laughs> yeah well that's an la show for sure I don't um I, I think this is one of your boys boys so uh first nhl career goal for in a senator's loss congrats was it jake sanderson yeah I don't know if you saw this, so there it is. I thought I thought of you when I saw that and threw that in there. So uh, better that we got it today than yesterday because you were doing the food tour yesterday anyway. It's supposed to be a good plan. for him. It's an old man. Well, I think he's going to be awesome. Uh, you know who is awesome already? We should try to get him. Jason Robertson. And don't try getting him. The Dallas Stars are going to hang up the phone immediately. He's got a 13-game point streak and is right there amongst the NHL's scoring leaders. An incredible start to the year for him. Uh, by the way, the Stars on Wednesday were down 4-1 and just rallied to win 6-4, no sweat. Uh, here's his 13 games. How do you like that streak, Rhett? 14 goals, 10 assists, almost 100 shots. Shot attempts, excuse me. And yeah, when he's on the ice, they've been just outscoring the crap out of everyone. That's unreal. Star. That, that team scares me. Yeah. That team scares Especially with Ottinger, right? I feel like last year it kind of felt like that year Colorado played Calgary where it was like, oh, they're an eight seed, no big deal. And it's like, oh, boy. Next year they're a wagon. Yeah. Now Dallas, similar sort of storyline there. Jamie Benn, a nice little uh, 
renaissance season as well. So that's uh, the star. Speaking of the stars, check out this tilt. We don't get a lot of tilts these days. Yanni Hockenpah with a big scrap in uh, said game where they were down 4-1 and rallied to win 6-4. We didn't have the fight the other day. We called for it and it didn't show up. So I'm praying we have the fight today. If not, we'll just have to move along, which will be fine. It is weird because when you do see a fight, you watch it now. Well, and it's like often it's just like, okay, well, nothing happened there, so whatever. But like a good, oh, they're catching each other. That's that's a rare sight all of a sudden in the NHL, for better or for worse. Let's have a watch here. Our good pals at Hockey Fights. Who is it? Well, you'll see here. Oh. Don't be fooled. Hawk and Puck and throw them. Lefty. Yeah. Damn lefties. Hate lefties. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. Sneaky. Uh, so I wanted to show you that. No hockey last night. Some games today. So we'll probably wrap the NHL portion there. Boom. That's how it starts, eh? That's cl- clean hit. Uh, NFL very quickly. We had the three games yesterday. That means we'll have a lighter slate on the weekend. We got our NFL picks coming up. We'll probably do that right after the pin report for Betway. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, a retiring player in the NFL, not crazy. Blake Martinez, a linebacker for the Raiders, retiring. But there's is it just coincidence or is there timing here on his retirement? Let's let's have a look. Uh, linebacker Blake Martinez retired November 10, two weeks after he sold a rare Pokemon card for six hundred and seventy-two grand. Six hundred seventy-two grand, Red. Hmm. What kind of almost as much money as he made in the NFL? I got to tell you, these collectibles down here in the states. Yeah, everyone's into it. I never uh, lived in Calgary for the last twenty years. Never heard anyone talk about getting hockey cards, Josh Allen, or this or that. You come down here, it is a huge deal. Everybody's into it. What are you collecting? What clogs your arteries? Yeah, plaque. Uh, I'm collecting empties outside my side door. How are those doing? Five cents each still? Okay, got it. Uh, Finally, we'll close. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Close the, uh, the Pinder Report with uh, some footy news. And I think uh, Canada's head coach, John Herdman, very fiery, emotional leader, like rah, rah, get the guys all fired up, trying to rally the troops after that 1-0 loss to Belgium. Post-game, he said, we're going to F Croatia, which is some strong language, but him trying to, you know, keep morale high, saying we play like this, we'll have a good chance against uh, one of the world's best. Only problem is, is that if I know he said it, the Croatians know he said it, and the Croatian newspapers know that he said it. So here is the cover of a newspaper in Croatia, uh, loosely translated. It says, you have the mouth, but do you have the balls? And there's a maple leaf covering John Herdson's mouth and a very small one in his crotch. So the Croatians are well aware that uh, Coach Herdman thinks that uh, a similar effort will get a result against uh, the Croatians. The paper's over there, just ruthless, eh? I like it. Can you imagine this for like Bob Hartley of the Calgary Sun? I just can't for some reason, eh? (laughs) I can't either, but it's, I love it. It's great. Yeah. So that's uh, Sunday, I believe, uh, what, 9 a.m.? Yeah, big one. You win that, you're in great shape. You lose it, you're screwed. And if it's a draw, we'll see. Should be fun. That, uh, your pinned report for our good friends. Four points. Four probably gets you into tiebreak territory. Your goal differential, it, I don't know. Like, they only surrendered one to Belgium. A team like Morocco might lose by more to Belgium. Um, but they just need results, to be honest. I mean, Morocco is not necessarily a bad team. The Canadians might not be able to beat them. Get her going here. Play like they did on uh, Wednesday. I'm a little less concerned than tiebreak stuff. You play like that, you'll get a couple more uh, results, I would suggest. Go Canada. Fever, World Cup, open wide for some soccer. Uh, there's your pin report for Village Honda. $2 million to buy vehicles. We'll buy your car, even if you don't buy ours. And you can get a trip to Las Vegas only at Village Honda. You can check their website for more. It is villagehonda.com, your dealership for life. Okay, uh, let's get to our picks of the week. A light weekend slate in the NFL uh, because we just had three games yesterday on American Football Thursday. Our Betway bets of the day and our NFL picks of the weekend. We'll flash them up one at a time. First, we'll start with Boomer. He's not here, but he has submitted his selections for the weekend. Uh, so, Boom is going with, uh, well, let's look at this. Three favorites, all favored by three and a half points. He likes the Ravens at Jux, which I think is Jacksonville. I'm not quite sure. Uh, he likes this Seattle. They're playing the Raiders. And it also likes the Bucks against Cleveland. We've got some interesting. Uh, is he back again? Is that him again? No, that's just a picture of him. All right, very good. So those are Boomer's picks for uh, week 12. I think he went, what, one for three last week? Tougher week. I'm trying to bounce back after my first 0-3 week. 2-1 and until 0-3. I was on a nice little roll. Need to bounce back here. I got the Bengals favored by less than a field goal. 
at Tennessee against that good D. They might have Jamar Chase back this weekend. Uh, New Orleans getting nine and a half points in San Fran. Uh, I think San Fran's very good. Probably beats them. Nine and a half is a lot of points. And we'll see. They've been talking about using Taysom Hill a little more. The Swiss Army knife that plays, you know, tight end, fullback, and quarterback. And I like the Cardinals getting three against my stupid Chargers because they always find a way to screw things up, Rhett. Uh, I don't know that they'll necessarily cover the three on that game. Uh, Rhett, your picks. Let's have a peek. Always interesting with you because it's like, hmm. <sighs> So you've got the Bills there. Now, the picks are due today. You don't have to go with, with the Bills, Rhett. Well, I feel like I would have went with the Bills. Isn't that kind of my thing? You my would have, stick. but again, you, you have an opportunity to pick something else if you'd like. I, I like the loyalty. I really do. It's uh, well, You're showing love here for the Bills, I guess. It's my team. I'll stick with it. Good on Detroit. They, clearly, they like that maniac coach that they're playing for. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good call. Campbell? Yeah, Dan Campbell. Uh, yeah, the Bills, they did not cover. Kansas City, I have no idea if they could. I didn't realize it was 15 and a half. I just picked teams, and uh, Philly's going to bounce back. It does look like you're picking Super Bowl favorites, not looking at the lines and thinking, can that team cover? Like, those yeah. are probably your three Super 100%. Bowl favorites. Yeah, interesting, One, interesting. 100%. Not- Good luck to you. Already 0 for 1, sticking with the Bills, despite knowing that they did not cover. Bold pick. Okay, we'll take a break. Uh, Corey Sarich in studio when we come back. Barn burner rolls on on a Friday here on Flames Nation and YouTube. See you in 30. All right, welcome back to Barnburner on a Friday. There's Rhett in his uh, lovely dining room in Buffalo, New York. Uh, we're here in the Tower Studios, Tower Chrysler Dodge Ram Jeep with a very special guest, former Calgary Flames Stanley Cup champion, Corey Sarich. Sir, how are you? Uh, doing well, thank you. Yeah, hanging in there. Rhett, turn yourself on. We can't hear you. But, but look at that. Feast your eyes. Look at that garb. Yeah, he's... There we go. There yes. it is. Look at the. What is that gorgeous thing? Yeah, isn't that you nice? That your whole life, Sarchi. Yeah, it really makes me look Dying a lot younger. That's what they're telling me. You it got takes, some Sergeant Slaughter off. vibes here with this thing. You could be a pro wrestler with a handle like yes. that. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's next year Halloween. You're Sergeant Slaughter. Come on. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I'll probably have put on a few pounds by then, too. I'll be uh, fit the role. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. How you been? Ah, everything's great, yeah. Just uh, living life, trying to get a house built. I was going to ask you oh how yours gosh. is. We're in. Um, it's done. The usual kids sport, very minimal sports net, kind of the How many games old, are you doing? Old. We see on TV. You're doing a great job at the intermissions with Leslie. <sighs> Leslie keeps snubbing me. He, uh, oh. he keeps forgetting when he actually invites me on. So Double I got booking, yeah. I got to, you know, hey, what's going on? Am I in tonight? Oh, sorry. No, you're not. Well, I have two or three text messages that confirm that I'm supposed to be. Hmm. But uh, uh, that's not part of his duties. He shouldn't be actually looking. Not the booking age. Yeah, he shouldn't be looking after bringing in the talent. So, And then uh, I was supposed to do one Monday against the Kings a couple weeks back. Yep. And it got moved to national and oh, there you go. not good looking enough for national. Oh, so, is that what it is? Come on. No, it's been pretty sparse. I've only had three or four games this year. Um, 
couple more hens in the basket looking to do some analysis. So it's it's been a bit of a scrap. Hopefully, I'll get back on there soon. Now, I'm sure when uh, you started doing this, you reached out to your old pal, Rhett, for some advice because uh, was, it was a very, very short-lived but wildly successful uh, analyst uh, on TV portion of his career. Um, I'm, that's, uh, that phone call happened. It had to have, right, Rhett? Just, just like everything in life, Corey Sarch saw me do something because we're back from Saskatchewan. So, so he saw me do it, and he's like, "If that idiot can do it, I can do it way better." And that's just what he's done his whole career. He's Saskatoon, he'd go and one up me, and then he'd go and win a Stanley Cup and one up me. Now he's one up on me in the media side of things. That's his thing. He always he sees me, and he's like, "Ha." I got this. It's the Rhett. Does it better? It's the Rhett Warner action plan. There you go. If you want to be successful and make money, <laughs> do what Rhett does. Yeah, it's pretty damn simple. Pretty soon, I've been looking for spots out there in uh, Williamsville, New York. Maybe, oh. maybe we could be neighbors. We need you to. We need you to. We need you to come back. They had the Goathead jersey, the retro jersey, on Wednesday night, and the crowd was wound up. The uh, the guy that runs the alumni, he's like. Do you know any other guys that play? I said, Sarchi. We got to get Sarch back here. It looks. It, They'd love to have you come to town. It looks better in the in the golden golden blue than it does in red and black, like it used to. It was actually like I'll never forget. My draft year was the year in '96 that they changed their logo from the traditional yep. what it is the the buffalo and the sabers and the gold and the blue. They changed it to that, which you spent a lot of time in, Rhett. The the goat head, even That's, though yeah. I think it's whole career, the yeah. whole career. And honestly, I hadn't spoke to Buffalo before that draft at all. And I was sitting there and I was looking down at the floor and there was only 26 teams at the time. And I was like, is there an expansion team out there? <laughs> I, I couldn't <laughs> even tell that up? it was a Buffalo's head. And then they ended up picking me in the second. I had actually no clue that it was, that it was the Buffalo Sabres. Until they called me up upstairs or up on stage, and I was like, oh, that's their new logo. Holy jeez. I wasn't sure what to think about that thing. And you weren't Buffalo Long. No, she was. They took away two summers of my life to be out there training. Cup of tea, a few games, and then gone. Although Rochester was a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Buffalo was I've, very I fleeting. finally went to... I finally went to the rink. Well, I think I played an exhibition game in Rog. And I may have played one minor league game, but I was on a bit of a bender when I was in the minors, so I don't remember. Uh, that rink is phenomenal. Yes. For they they stick. To, they haven't changed a damn thing. I'm guessing for 25, 30 years. Like the music is still rock and roll, 80s music. The crowd is rock and roll, 80s. It, it, the jerseys are phenomenal. What a place! I think the only thing they changed it was the year I got there was they took the teams from dressing out of the basement and riding the elevator up to putting them yeah. on the main floor. That Okay, this is all coming back to me. I, I called games in that building for a couple of years in the American League, and it's just like the history. You got like lots of Don Cherry, and then also the NLL franchise is like a powerhouse there. And yeah, that would be one of the only things that's changed is like that's now huge, but it's that's a classic AHL setup they got there. Yeah, and lots of war memorials throughout New York. You know, you've got, uh, I think, I don't know if Syracuse's was called it as well. But pretty good barn. I think it held about 12,000 right full, and it was Jeez. right full most of the season I was there, and I was fortunate enough to go to a Calder Cup final. We didn't, didn't fare very well, but uh, it was an incredible year, and they've got, they've got a great fan base. 
Um, okay, so wasn't you could only send you could only hey wait you could only send a few up on the elevator too I think which, yeah at a time she was like a, I was talking to some of the guys it was about a third of the team I think <laughs> got to go up in groups that's no, an old old I, barn I was pretty I was pretty fortunate that was that our room was brand new when I got there uh, you know the Sabers rink everything was only a couple years old there it was uh, that was the 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 um, franchises were in transition and now it's hard to believe that that's shoot we're going to be 20 years before we know it here so you, you finally do catch up to Rhett who you, you followed along in the way Saskatoon and you, you played against each other in the 04 final after the lockout uh you do come over here what 07 08 season your, your first in Calgary Rhett where's 07 08 for you is that the last year you played or is that the year where you didn't play but you're on payroll and and Upset that about your hip and your shoulders and all that uh, shit going on. 08, 08, 09 was my was my last year where I was on payroll and not playing. Yeah, no, I I I got in touch with Sarchi and said he should come play here and take my job. So it was perfect for me. It <laughs> worked out just like you said, eh? <laughs> those yeah, those exactly. non those non tampering wait till July first days. Hey, he's probably just talking about Stampede. Hey, just come on out, just, come to Calgary. Come we're check old it friends. Out. We're old. We're old teammates. We uh, can talk all we want. I got a question for you. Is is has the thaw happening out there? You still can't see out the windows. You'll be surprised, oh, here, Corey. You know what? You know what it's like here. Like, look at it. nothing. It's gone. Well, he's in the wrong part of town. Slash the right oh, part of town. Nope, we just lost you again, Rhett. Audio. Amherst go. never got hit. It was the it was the South Towns that got uh, slammed, like down by the the Bills Stadium. There, it is. Some people said eighty one inches. I I remember like, moving to Rochester from Saskatchewan. I rent my beautiful spot in Rustic Village, and I'm like, so okay, so where are the plugins? Where do I plug in the car? And they're like, nope, don't need one of those. They're like, but you might want to leave your shovel on your roof when you. Head on a road trip. And no joke, there's a few times I came back and you can't see your car. Whoa. So just you hope your shovel's still there. Get to work. Jeez. Uh, so what state was were the flames in when you arrived? Because it's like Daryl's come in and affected things big time. You, you see that Calgary club in the 04 final. But then it's like more and more veterans are coming in. He's now placed himself up as GM, not coaching. Uh, you know, Iron Mike's rolling in. Like, where when you're deciding to commit to Calgary for that last, what, four, five, six years of your career, what are you looking at and what are your expectations when you get here? Well, the thing was, you know, I knew I knew a few of the guys um, just from mostly playing against. Obviously, I knew Rhett was there. Um, first thing I looked at was the goaltender. Yeah. You need one of those to win, and he was pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was it was kind of an easy transition too. I already had a place here, so selfishly, it was honestly between Calgary and LA, and LA scared the crap out of me. And LA wasn't at the same point; they didn't, they weren't a competitive team. Yeah, I think Jonathan Quick had kind of just registered with their team, and obviously they did make some strides within those five years that I was in Calgary, and then yeah. ended up winning cups. But it was. First and foremost, the goaltending. I just thought with Kipper, you've got a chance to win. Um, knew a few of the guys. Knew that a coin was here. Knew that Retro was here. Then it was then it was home. So I, I 
the whole Mike Keenan thing, I said, once he, he actually signed here before I did. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'm never going there, but you know, you make decisions sometimes based on money, based on your lifestyle, based on what's best for your family. And it was a good fit. And the only thing is with Daryl and I don't know what Rhett's thoughts on it, but I think it was killing him to not be behind the bench. He's just a much better fit back there. And he was in our dressing room half the time acting as a coach anyways. He might as well have just been, <laughs> he yeah. might as well can Mike after the first week and got after it. I think we would have fared better. Mm. And the, I guess the other thing is when you're signing up for a long-term contract, you know that's not the only coach you're going to play for. They just don't last that long, especially Keenan. Like you're thinking, okay, this might not be fun, but there's probably going to be some other coaches too. Yeah. For me though, as much as I resented him my first year, I had some serious confrontation with him the second year and I gave him some choice words and said like, leave me alone, let me go play hockey. And if I'm still awful, once we get through the first half of the year, then you can just ride me all the way in for the rest of the year. And I'll give him credits. The one thing I'll give him credit for is he backed off. He let me play hockey. I was paired up with Gio that year and actually made some strides and there was a small part of me that wanted him to come back mm. the next year, but I knew it was him or Iggy. The, the two mm. weren't quite seeing eye to eye, and obviously we knew who won out of that. Yeah, that power struggle is a little easier to handicap than some other ones that exist. We, mm -hmm. yeah. hmm. Wow. That team was good, too, like Corey deciding to sign in Calgary. we had a, the, With Kipper, of course, you always have, thought you had a chance to win, but that team was designed to be deep playoff runs we dropped the ball a little bit but for various reasons but the that the time in the, the French the time of the, or the where the team was at that in those years it was supposed to be built for playoff success we didn't have it but it, it wasn't it wasn't like they were building for the future it was a team that was supposed to be winning yeah yeah and San Jose we should have beat them I mean, we we definitely dropped the ball there in the first round. We should have at least been able to get to a second round. But Chicago is pretty good. Like we that was my second year here. And you could see and, them coming, eh? Oh, they were they were all of a sudden intimidating to play against. Cause that place when I first I finished up in Tampa and first is in Calgary, like it was a joke to go into Chicago and mm -hmm. it's kind of the end of the Daze days and yep. I even remember playing against Theo Fleury in there. Yeah, and it was like Arneson and Daze, that seven, whole crew, yeah. seven thousand fans. Yeah, but they, it was uh, sad. They, 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 you know, it was the, the the anthem. It was it became. It's supposed to be a th awesome experience, and it was a sad. It was like they're singing the anthem. It was embarrassing. Yeah, normally you cheer the whole anthem. The place is going nuts. Seven thousand people in a twenty-two thousand seat arena. I'd be mm, something's a little off here. Then they get Keith and Kane and Taves and. Seabrook and things were okay for a bit there. I think. Well, where the way they go? Where they go? Hung a few banners. The anthem got good again. All right. I, I have been critical of the Flames this year. I was critical of the signings, saying, "What? What? Where are we as a franchise? Is this the right thing to do?" Your thoughts in general on maybe the the off season and those big signings, and are they where? Are they well? I don't think anyone believes they're where they should be, but are you okay with how they've played so far? Um, I think it was a bit of a pickle, right? Like you, you got, you know that I didn't ever expect Goudreau to come back, but Kachuk kind of making his decision and 
they had to hit, they basically, I think, had to hit the panic button with their couple signings. Like, you look at what's out there, but we have to do something because we've got a competitive team, we've got a really good goaltender, and now is the time. Like, you can't, you can't not bring somebody back in. But when it happened, I, I like Kadri. I, you know, he started out like a house on fire. Maybe he can't keep up that pace. But as far as shoring up your, your team, I mean, Johnny obviously not worth a crap defensively. Um, hard points to to replace though. Yeah. And then you've got Kachuk who, you know, unproven in the playoffs and wasn't all that dedicated to his own end. So I think if you if you swap out Kachuk for Kadri, you're maybe still a little light in the points department, but I think you've got a a better product overall. Um, I know that Matthew's got a ton of upside cuz he's a little bit younger, but I feel like right now in the present I feel like Kadri for me is a bit of an upgrade just all over the ice. Center too, right? Yeah. And then Huberdeau, um, I didn't think it would take him this long to kind of start to find his, his footing, but you can probably attest to it. And I, one of my biggest questions out there was, can they transition into the Canadian market flawlessly? And I know that Kadri's been there before. He's been in Toronto, so he's... He's fine. He's yeah. fine. But I'm telling you, you come from a place like Tampa or Florida where you have complete anonymity. There's one reporter there covering you every day. You got two questions to answer. You head out in your flip-flops and get in your car and you go home and sneak some golf in every now and then. Like, coming to this market, it's not easy. And you feel the pressure. You feel the pressure to live up to your contract, to the expectations. And that's not an easy thing to settle into. And then all of a sudden, more of your time is chewed up because of the... The fan base, the knowledge, the the fact that the Flames are very community oriented, and I just think that Huberto's transition has been more in line with the way I thought it would go than, like you know, obviously Kadri hot start, Huberto slow start, but I th- I think they'll both get there. Um, I think missing Shillington on the back end. Um, there's a few points. I think we forget how many points he put up for this team, especially early last year. That puck moving in the neutral zone too, like his ability to hit someone in stride. I mean, I think we, we even when he missed a, a week or two last year because of an injury, you're like, yeah, like it's just you're not catching forwards at full speed as much with other guys back there. You can, that first pass is really helpful. And then I'll give Nikita Zadorov credit. He's filled in a lot for his partner from last year who left, but that was one of the biggest question marks for me. Like, I'm obviously defensively skewed. And you lose Gabranson, who gets that many blocks in a game, who's that big of a body and who had a coming out year. He's one of the biggest gaps to fill for me. And I think the the decor overall has done a pretty nice job, but there's still a little bit of grit missing back there. Where are you at on Uyghur? That's a guy that I I think is, when he signed, he's a guy the analytics have always liked. But I saw a lot of, like hockey guys saying this is a really good team. And I'm like, well, th- these are the types of players the hockey guys usually foam over because he the gaffes are bigger ones. I sort of liken him to TJ Brody. Like, he's a very competent player. He can play big minutes. He can play against top competition. But he's going to end up on the highlight reel for the wrong reasons every once in a while. But the underlying stuff, zone exits and entries, he's really good at. Uh, where are you at on him? What is he? And, and it, do you see him as a guy that's elevating a partner that's still finding his way? Like, what's he doing? Well, it's the same thing for him. All of a sudden, it's a completely different market, and he's got to find his footing. So we got to give him a little bit benefit benefit of the doubt there. Please don't compare him to TJ. 
I mean, what what do you see similar and different there? I, I just, just mean skills. I just think I think as far as being a teammate, as far as presence in the dressing room, yeah. as far as competitor, I think he's heads and tails. And I think more physical for sure. More physical. Yeah. I I I think that he has just as much up offensive upside as TJ had. And then I feel like that because he's willing to get in the mix that he'll he will have more prolonged success. Yeah. It won't just be kind of when he decides I and he'll be there every night competing. So again, got to let him find his footing, find the right partner, let that stuff kind of sort it out. But I just like, I like the, f- the fiery competitiveness that yeah, he shows. That's fair. That, that for me, I goes a long way that that's a guy that you can have patience with for me because he's bringing it every night. Rhett's been harder to win over just your thoughts, Rhett, or at least your, your queries about what Uyghur is or I, isn't. I have but not been hard. Well, I have been harder to win over, but I think it's expectation because everyone's telling me he's a number two and this and that. And I'm like, well, is he? Wait a minute. Is he a three or four? Like to me, it's more where don't tell me that this guy's a number one and maybe not even a number two. I don't dislike his play so much, but if you're slotting him in as a number two defenseman, he should be doing more. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, as far as top four, yeah, you put him in that conversation mm-hmm. for sure. Um, just even watching, if you compare him to Rasmus Anderson, Ras, Ras is having a solid year, and it's because his game is rounding out. And they both, I, I don't know what their games played would compare at, but it's got to be. You know, their careers? Fairly. Weir's quite a bit older than him. Yeah, he's got yeah. a few more games. But yeah. I just think if you had to compare those two, because they're both competitive, kind of same size-ish, Style of play, like I just think Rasmus, the ceiling is is higher. He's got that better offensive upside. He could run a power play more than you'd want Uyghur. And he's just for me right now. He's been even defensively more sound than Uyghur. So uh, he's he he'd be the guy that I'd be investing a little bit more in. Well, yeah, and they got him locked in a while ago on a nice contract. Um, One of the things I think Daryl's trying to figure out is okay, what side should Uyghur be on? He can play both. And who am I playing him with? I thought him and Tanev would stick, but he's got. Tanev with Gilbert, you're probably eight, nine, ten somewhere in there on the depth chart with with Stone and Shillington absent, and uh, you know Connor Mackey not performing well. Uh, is it Tanev's the security blanket for Gilbert, and you know Zadorov and Weger can work, or is it hey maybe he's on the right and Tanev likes the right too? I I feel like that's he hasn't. Daryl's still trying to figure out the all the pairs not named Hannafin and Anderson. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's your first assumption. More of the security blanket. Yeah, like you got a you got a inexperienced guy in Gilbert, and you got to put someone there that's going to look out and maybe break up some mistakes. Right, Tanov's a guy on two on ones and breakdowns that seems to react the right way and can diffuse a lot of those situations. So whereas Zadorov, you wouldn't want I wouldn't want to see him and Gilbert together. And then obviously, yeah, Weger's still trying to kind of really solidify himself here he needs he needs a guy maybe with a little more presence to play with too so and and you got to give Zadorov credit he's been he's asked to have more responsibility he's gotten more this year and I've been pretty impressed he still makes the odd mistake for I think trying to do too much but that that's better than sitting back and not doing anything so you can kind of live with a few of his mistakes yeah and he's what it was 25 minutes the other night like that's that's not a spot many people have been comfy with Nikita Zadorov in his career. I think it speaks to him he, sort of rounding yeah. into form, evolving, I guess. Isn't that what you call him, the roller coaster, Pinder? I did call him the roller coaster. <laughs> I think it is. Like, honestly, 
you watch him jump into the rush. You're like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Wow, amazing. And then you see him last man back getting cute with a puck and getting caught and creating a two-on-one. You're like, I just... If he's a third pair, I love the guy. Top four, I just see him too much. I don't need the roller coaster all day. I can do it once in the morning, once in the afternoon. I don't like every other shift feels a bit much. The the part I I miss though because he's starting to shore up his game a little bit and he's a little bit more internally responsible is when he used when he first came in the league and he would just run a couple guys yeah. and he would absolutely railroad them. Like there's still a time for that. He's I had a few big ones this don't year. Don't completely forget about that Z. Like let's. Let's have a couple of train wrecks out there. Yeah, there is that. Um, okay, I want to. Uh, do you have a favorite hit of your career? Because you've got like a very, very high-profile highlight reel of hits, and and is that something where you're like they stand out or not, or is that just going to the office and some people like this workday more than that one? Yeah, it's like I mean, this is my my calling card in Calgary. I actually the one against Marlowe. I can't remember. Let's go. Let's get sound on this and watch from the beginning, and then I'll get you to react. If we can restart it, Alex, with sound up, that'd be great. So this is playoffs. This is San Jose. You guys are down three nothing, and something needed to happen to change momentum in the building. Yeah, Mike was telling us we better do somebody better do something in between periods to make a statement. So I don't know. I just like, or I guess is this still the first period? It's early. For some reason, I thought it was the third period. It was another game where Joe Thornton broke my foot. He told me to go do something. Yeah, and this one I just did the old fake like I'm leaving, going to skate backwards, and Patty didn't recheck. And so... That's Sasky on Sasky crime. That's tough. That, that might have been a suspension. You got to check. Yeah, you got to check <laughs> twice before you cross the road. Yeah, you better better not just look once. So I believe you guys came back from 3-0, and everyone on the broadcast is talking about that could be your turning point. You guys came back and win that game. Huge. Yeah, and then Jeremy Roenick got the better of us in game seven down in San Jose, which kind of. Yeah, but it was uh, my criticism of Keenan. He ended me, but maybe it was time for Rhett to end anyway. But his handling of that game seven was embarrassing. Was that a kipper? And don't you dare tell the story about what happened the next day. Yeah, well, that's uh, Sarah gave us that piece of gold a year ago, I think, didn't he? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know why what happened in that first period in San Jose. Part of it's still a little bit of a blur. My memory, again, is not great. But I don't know. Something was mismanaged there. I'll agree with you. Did he pull Kipper there, or was that a different series, different San Jose? Yes, he pulled Kipper on two goals. In a game seven. Goals. I almost, I almost threw one of those folding tables into the stands. I was so mad. And who went out? Oh, oh. Who was the backup? Big name guy. Curtis Joseph. He sends Cujo. Cujo in cold, and then he lets in the next shot. Oh, there's the series. I think he was, I know what he was trying to do is to get us going because we were pretty flat in that first period. Um, Wasn't probably our best. You weren't great. (laughs) You weren't great, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, that's the move? Yeah. No. It usually takes three or four for a goalie to come out. Those are Mike's head games, and they bit him in the ass. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, a couple other Sarah Childers. Do you remember your hit on Taylor Hall? It looked like he didn't remember it. He was yeah, on another he's, planet. He's lucky. Well, he's lucky that he bailed. He did I, bail hard I was, too. I was going right through him. Suspension or no this suspension? Is Battle of Alberta here. This was this was headshot. But he 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 actually hit. You'll see the other angle. Right? He hit the deck, so he didn't get 
the full brunt of it. Yeah, watch him see the train coming, and like I'm out of here. He did eat a little elbow there. <laughs> That's his fault. <laughs> I, I I have to say though, probably my favorite is my is my junior hit. The junior hit yeah. we have, we no sound on the junior hit. It's got it's it's grainy, but we uh, we can show the junior hit. I. It's so famous. A guy in this summer said, I know the guy that was on the receiving end of that Sarah Chitton Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I know who it is, too. Uh, this is a suicide pass for the ages. And how about a ride on the, around the old roller coaster? I got, I got railroaded in the other end of the rink down in the corner. So I had to pick up my glove and get my stick, and I was real mad. Oh, and so I was Lord. really late coming up for no the way. play. <laughs> yeah. That was a, I don't know who his D partner that was there, but that was a terrible pass. But should we mention who that was? Go ahead, sure. I mean, Quinn Hancock. I'd probably call him a pal right now. Um, good player. Yeah, highly offensive. I think we in that oh. at this point of the game, it's like two one, two nothing, one one, something like that. Again, my memory's awful. And hit Quinn. I think the stretcher came out and everything. And oh, I actually boy. thought I separated my shoulder. <laughs> and oh. he left the game for a while, but due to it being the 90s and limited concussion protocol. As in none. <laughs> yeah. He came back. On, he man. came back with a stretcher out. And he had oh, a he had a couple of goals, wow. maybe three points. They shellacked us like seven, two, seven, three. He probably knows all those details. And oh man, probably shouldn't have woke him up. I, there, that's a nice highlight reel. Not a lot of guys can throw three hits at you like that for uh, for career highlights. That's that's quite. Something. I, I know I've got some really good ones in uh, in Tampa, Tampa too, yeah. but it's crazy. Like the old VHS tapes and the video <laughs> <It's> squares, <laughs> yeah. right? It's not the widescreen, hard to no see. HD. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. I wish we had more time. It, it flies when we get into story mode. Uh, sure does. Rhett, any last thoughts here? I, we don't know when Rhett's coming back. We don't know if he's allowed in the country. We don't know if he's allowed to leave the U.S., but uh, it sure would be fun to get you guys together and have a few pops and get more into those Keenan stories. Is the alumni, are you keeping the alumni organized? Everything's going smooth enough with the alumni? Yeah, well, we got Cooner and then Glennie's always on top of things, so everything's great there. Lanny's mustard seed games back on, but uh, zero alumni skate so far, unless oh, I fell off the mailing list. Jeez, I know too many, too and many hockey teams. How, how, are you coaching? Coaching Cochrane Rockies hockey. We're two and zero in the league. Tier two. Two and zero. That's <laughs> yeah. It was all tiering rounds. All tiering rounds so far. So all right. Into the regular season. We've played my middle kid. My middle kid has played more games already this year than he had his whole life. <laughs> it's so much hockey. What time do they shut her down there? Mid February, or they'll just roll no, her right through. Man. Yeah, they just keep playing. Why not? Uh, okay, fellas. Anything to do in? Wait, wait, wait. Last one. Anything to do in Utica? Have you been to Utica? Did they have a No, the Comets weren't they were they were in the U-Haul. It was oh, described yeah. as a post-apocalyptic hellscape by one online when the Canucks moved their farm team there. Yeah, so they were they had a look team. Out. They had a team in the UHL. The U-Haul baby. Yeah. You're going to Utica. I go to Utica on Sunday. Utica. Sunday I'm in Utica. So Ithi- is there something in Ithaca? I know all Ithaca those. It could be nicer. There's yeah. probably a big school there. Yeah. I know all those those uh, towns up and down the highway on the way to Adirondack. Beautiful spot. Mm. Rhett, have a good weekend, will you? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna continue my intake of calories. I'm gonna go for an eight thousand per day weekend. Oh, I'm going for it. Four in a row. Good to see you, Retro. Hopefully, it's in person one of these days. Yeah, and Corey, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Ryan. We'll do it again soon. We'll get more into story time that felt uh, abbreviated, but uh, hey, it's it's uh, hungover Friday after Thanksgiving football. Uh, appreciate you. Also, coming up next week, a reminder: we got to give away those tickets to the Kachuk Bowl. Uh, take a screenshot of yourself following our new YouTube channel. Flames Nation's got their own. Uh, that's going to be great. Kachuk Bowl, Mad Rose giving us those tickets. Big thank you to the folks up in the Northwest at Mad Rose. And we've got exciting news. Uh, Jasper, how are we getting involved with Jasper? We'll tell you more about that next week as well. Have a great weekend. Oilers Nation Every Day is coming up next on Oilers YouTube. suck. That's, I second that motion. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.